a story idea, but a guy who decides to use himself as a social experiment and stay on top of every single notification on Facebook. And every single time someone comments on his photo, he makes it a point to comment back. And then maybe comment on one of their photos. Or, uh, you know, stay on top of all those birthdays. Uh, stay on top of uh, congratulating them on all this stuff. Uh, the notifications, you know, just liking pages like this page, like that page. Contribute to this charity for, for my birthday. Uh... Uh, uh, oh, events. That was the other one I was going to say. The events, every single event. They make a point to go to every single event. And, heck, let's let's make it extreme. Maybe it's even the kind of events that are way out there in friggin' uh, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. There's an event way out there, and they go, you know what, I'm going to do it. And they spend the money to go out there to that event. Reunion. You know, maybe it's a reunion. Maybe it's someone's uh, uh, bat mitzvah. Maybe they hardly know him. You know, at this point, maybe they're just an acquaintance. Maybe it's someone who's got like 2,000 friends. They go, you know what? I'm going to go face-to-face with every single one of these people. Face-to-face. They would actually make a really good TV show. If they go through every person on their Facebook And they fly out there and they meet them. They have interviews with them. Get to know their fa- their lives. Let's see, what would that be called? Friend Finder? No. Friend... I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know yet. But that's what it would be. They just try to keep up with all of it. And they do it somehow, you know. And as they do this, maybe we see that these crazy things are happening for them. Maybe these people have been, you know, keeping tabs on that person this whole time. They go, oh, you know what? You know, I, I, maybe out of, maybe out of the kind, maybe because they're so grateful that uh, he, that the guy, flies out there to to meet them. They're so grateful that they give him more resources to move forward with his podcast, paintings, uh, music projects, whatever it may be. So each and every single one of these people continue to contribute to their journey, and then they take that to the next person. They go to the next person, on and on and on and on, on. all the way through 2,000 of their friends. Bam. Bam. They've just turned 2,000 some acquaintances, I suppose. They've turned these acquaintances into friends, real friends. So let's say 2,000 friends, you decide to go out, that's, even if you, so that's, that'd be, oh my God, do you realize how long that would be? If you could hit a couple in a day? Oh, okay, so 2,000 friends, that's 2,000 days, that's how many, that's how many years? 
I mean, maybe you got someone who's editing right there. You put the interview up right away. Interesting. This is something to think about because there are so many extra layers, dimensions, not to mention synchronicities that can make their way through. I just saw a shape move behind my head and it wasn't my sister. Let's just, let's hope it was smoke. No, it wasn't. It wasn't smoke. It looked like something moved behind my head. So, my sister Jenny had a UFO, I would say UFO experience. Let's go in there. Let's see if she's still awake. I'm going to go ask her. Hey, Jen. Yeah. Can you please tell me about the uh, UFO experience? Uh, we were at a vegan fest. Wait, and can you turn it down a little smidge? <laughs> Just so I can hear you better. We were at a vegan fest and um, we saw something in the sky that was too far up to be uh, a bird and the way it was moving it was it wasn't a plane and they were kind of like maybe two or three little dots like really high up in the sky just kind of floating there not really moving and then we turned away for like a minute, and then we looked back, and then they were gone. So were, were they next? Did it look like they were next to each other? Uh, they were close by each other, just kind of like hovering there. How high? How high up there did it look like they were? I don't even know. Like way too far up to be a bird for sure, and it wasn't moving like a plane, and it wasn't shaped like a plane. It was kind of round. And around, was it glowing at all, or any lights emitted from it? I don't remember, because it was daytime. I don't know if I saw any lights. We just saw, like, like these specks, like these kind of rounder specks in the sky. How, how many, would you say? I think there was, like, two or three of them. And so you looked up there, What around what time do you think this was? Uh, Late afternoon, like, probably three-ish, maybe. There. Where were we at? At three three o'clock p.m. Were you? Where the <laughs> heck was this? Uh, it was not too far from here. It was in North Hollywood. It was a vegan fest that was going on. There was a lot of people there. Did anyone else? Did you talk to anyone else if they saw it? No, I think everyone else was just preoccupied with all the stuff that was going on. They probably didn't even see it. Oh, for some reason I had in my brain that you were hiking. No. And you saw this. Okay, no. Okay, so you were at a vegan fest. So there were yeah. actually people there who could potentially have witnessed this thing. Probably. Yeah. There's a oh lot of my people God. there. In my imagination, when you first told me, I thought you were up there no. hiking, and it was just something that you and your friend just no. happened to catch just by yourself. Yeah, that would so have been crazy. So there were people there. There were actually Yeah, there was there. a lot of people there. What the heck? But it was too... You were know, there like, anything to compare to it, like in terms of clouds, or were they near mountains, or... Or no, just straight it was up. Just out in the, it was a clear sky, and I don't even know why we, we just happened. To, you know, we're just sitting there eating our food, and then my friend looked up, and she's like, "What? Do, what is that?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Maybe it's you know." I was thinking maybe it was like one of those small 
uh, like private planes that people fly. And then I was like, but it's so far up and there's no way it could be a bird because they cannot fly that high, you know. And it was just kind of like hovering but not really moving. And there was like two or three of them kind of near each other. And um, we just kind of looked at them for a while and then we were eating and then we, you know, we looked away. We looked back up and then they were just totally gone. It's faster than, you know, an airplane. Because the way it was moving, I mean, it was barely moving. So it's not like, you know, an airplane kind of slowly will go mm-hmm. one way or the other, you know. Mm-hmm. And this thing was just kind of just sitting there. Like, what is that? Just stationary. Yeah. So when you looked up in the sky, you know, You're... in those situations when people are looking up in the sky, other people look in the sky. Like, what the hell are they looking <laughs> but, so no one I else didn't was... notice if anyone else... Saw it. I'm sure someone did. I gotta look on YouTube and and see if anyone recorded any of that stuff. Yeah. Because that's quite crazy. That uh, did she did she remark about it at all? Um, I don't think she got. Neither of us got video or like pictures of it because it was just like one of those things where but, it wouldn't have came out like in a. But did you did you comment ab- uh, yeah, about it to each she other? Me- yeah, she met. Yeah, she or she saw it first. And then we were both looking at it together, trying to figure out. She's like, dude, that's, those are totally aliens. And I was like, I don't know what a, like what it could be <laughs> because it's not a bird. And it was just so far up. And there was like kind of like two or three of that, and they all looked the exact same. And then for them to disappear that fast, we're like, that's weird. This is how many days ago? This was last month when she came to visit. I just find it so funny that a lot of times... That weekend of your show in Dana Point, that I think she left that. Oh. That Sunday she left. Yeah. Oh my God. So Natalie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Natalie. So. I think you were at a show at Disney, and then we went to the the vegan fest. Yeah, because remember I had dropped you off Sunday. We slept over in Dana Point. I dropped you off, and then we drove out here and went to the fest. Yeah. The heck. Yeah. So that's. This crazy. Yeah. And I'm just now hearing about this. Yeah, I don't know why I totally forgot to tell this you about that. This is incredible. We were watching that alien thing, and I was like, oh yeah, we saw that. Oh my god, thing. this is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> I think this is a sign I'm getting closer to being abducted. <laughs> At least consciously. Well, I hope Possibly. we bring you back if that happens. Thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, hopefully uh, we gotta pay the uh, other half please. of the rent, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, that's right, that's right. Wow, that, thanks for the story, Jen. You're welcome. Oh my God. Jeez, isn't that crazy? It's so funny, so many times I got, you know, I got these uh, podcasts, I got the radio show where I'm interviewing people, I'm asking them about their UFO experiences, and you're my own sister. I had a, I had a paranormal experience. <laughs> So I just got to figure out what that date was. And got to figure out what that date was. I'd love to know what kind of uh, astrological, astronomical <laughs> situations were occurring that day. Also, Whose birthdays 
maybe, or death days it was. That would be interesting to find out if there are any philosophers, uh, uh, visionaries, monks, uh, sages, etc. Council. Uh, who, you know, if it, maybe if some of those folks were ufologists and they died on that same day or they were born on that same day or who knows what, maybe some technological breakthrough that had to do with UFOs. Maybe that was the, the date that uh, Bob Lazar first saw his first UFO ships in the hangar near Area 51. Wouldn't that be interesting? Let's go down this journey together. Let's not leave it a question mark in our brains. Here we go. Dana Point. Dana Point. Yachtly Crew. April. Was that April? April. Jane, was that April or March? March. I wonder if the event is still up. Still warm. Oh. Yeah. So this is so we've been doing these uh Disney shows today. Like the guy who booked Yachtly Crew to play at Disney. Um was there today. Some hot, hot shot. It's a hot shot. All right, so here we go. Some people say, um, some people say, um, when they... <clears throat> Don't know what to say next. I've just decided I'm going to just start going. Just do that each time. All right. Was it March? March 23rd, I believe. March 23rd? So March 23rd? Perhaps, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so. March 23rd. There we go. Alright, let's see. March 23rd, um, 2020, 19. We're not in 20 yet. We're still 19. Good news, folks. We're still 19. Just because I said 2020. Um, I know it's tricky with these podcasts, and especially since I kind of jump around with time travel, which this one will be, because I've got some of these, some interviews here that are, uh, you know, some of them are almost an hour. So <clears throat> my plan is to split up The pieces.
You know, I just might do that. Giblets here and there. I'm looking on the internet. Thank you for your patience. I'm looking on the internet to, for March 23rd. Um, UFO. I think that's what it was. Hmm. Nope. 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 See something from a year ago, eight years ago. Four years. Oh. Kitty. Kitty, kitty. Good. What a good guy. What a good guy. Purple UFO Sacramento. What? <clears throat> yeah, these things are... Uh... Alright, so... There's nothing in the YouTubes. Does that, does that mean that there is nothing in Google? I don't know. I'm so happy that we have this UFO sighting because it doesn't look like anyone else has really put any out here. Wait. Vermont? Two days ago? Vermont? There's a sighting in Vermont. Let's see if they got any for March 23rd. I mean, if there aren't any for March 23rd, I'm going to put that in there. I'm going to put them in there. This is interesting. These people are April 8th. No. Oh, what? They posted it today. What is it? Oh, someone else did something. April 8th. Was there a UFO sighting today? There was some seen yesterday in Arkansas and in West Virginia. We hear about a lot of stuff in West Virginia. That was yesterday. Arkansas and West Virginia. The what? The hell? Every looks like the, almost every day. On the April seventh, in West Virginia, a large quote garage door unquote object falls from a jet, then vanishes. Then on that same day, so that thing happened in West Virginia, four twenty-five p.m. The other thing happened in Arkansas at 6.30 p.m. I wonder if the time zones... Oh, they report... Okay, I see. These guys reported on April 7th, but one of them happened April 3rd. Next one happened February 6th, and they're just reporting it. Interesting. Well, someone just... So someone... Okay, so someone reported it today... They saw it on uh, February and March, 1 to 2 a.m. Eastern Time. I don't know if that's... Let's see, okay. I live in a peninsula, Millsboro, Delaware. 
I have had UFO sightings every clear night in three months. I saw three different craft within 30 minutes of seeing the craft. As many as five planes show up and try to push the UFOs away. I need help to try to film what I am seeing. Additional comments from witness. I sent a report yesterday about what is happening where I moved to three and a half years ago. My sighting was in February 2019 at 2 a.m. I live in a condo third floor end unit. I went onto the screen porch and saw a black slab about 10 foot wide, 12 foot long that was lit with a crosshair like a rifle scope. When I saw the light, it stopped looking at me and I at it for over five minutes. All this was 15 feet away. Two days later at 1 p.m., looking out the window, I saw what the military called the tic-tac. Note, the witness's reports are somewhat difficult to interpret. I suggest that he is seeing celestial objects as his sightings are on recurrent clear nights, he may also be seeing regular aircraft. Okay, so people put their sightings on here, and then this person sort of tries to debunk it. Is that what it is? Note to commenters, if you're reporting a sighting, be sure to include the location, city, state, country, date, and time of your sighting. Be detailed in your description. You may also use our report form to report your sighting. Comments will be published if they're in good taste and, and not uh, inflammatory. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this thing. Oh, yeah, they got a thing here reporting. I'm going to report uh, Jenny's uh, UFO sighting. I'm going to do it. Why not? That's all for now. We'll talk more later. I was thinking about a club or a group. It's called the Whiners and Complainers. And so people just get together and they complain and they whine about all kinds of things. All the things that they see in the news that offend them. Uh, all the things in politics that offend them. People who love to argue. The people who love to find the differences in things. Love to find the... The issues with things, the, the friction with things, the et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. And they all get together. And, uh, and finally, it occurs to them, probably to one person, I get this idea, maybe to, but it occurs to one person that, oh, maybe the reason why we're all brought together is, you know, they start, at, they start, they start questioning themselves, like, okay, why? So we're always complaining about the same thing. Do we ever want a... Do ever want? Do we ever want a uh, resolution here? Do we want the problem solved? Do we want no more electrical uh, impulses with how we feel about this particular thing? Do we want to just kind of move past this 
and uh, move on to greener pastures and things that benefit us and our uh, and enhance our creativity. So they start coming to those realizations and they start going, oh, okay. So they start complaining, bitching, moaning, and they start finding these commonalities in these things. Yes, of course, there are tons of arguments, all kinds of nuances within all kinds of things that are going on in this group. But eventually what happens is these people start going, oh, okay, they're bitching, moaning, they're complaining, and they go, okay, let's do what, well, let's put our minds together. What do we not like about this? You know, and they go up to a blackboard, okay, this gives me stress, okay, uh, this gives me ulcers, okay, uh, I'm getting cancer, okay, uh, my leg got gangrene and now it's falling off, okay, oh, I got tonsillitis, oh, whoops, I got the measles, oh, jeez, whoops, I got hepatitis, oh, no, bam, 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 all the way, all the way down, ah, I stubbed my toe. So they end up coming to these solutions and going, wow, okay, maybe we were brought together to solve the issue, to iron out all the wrinkles, to get rid of all those triggers, all those electrical charges, and, and just focus on all the commonalities, and then they start and then they start sharing their greatest gifts with each other. Ooh. So they start sharing their greatest gifts with each other. They're, they're, uh, they're, they get so they feel so comfortable around complaining, you know, and arguing with each other, and so used to like just being ugly, just showing their ugly side, whether they're hungry or angry, uh, uh, hungry or tired, or just plain tired of being kicked around, tired of parking tickets, all all this stuff, taxes. So on and so forth, all the way down the line, all the way, everything, 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 fees, fines, Monsanto, all of that stuff. They get together, they talk about it, all of it. It's a goulash of complainers and whiners. And heck, maybe that's part of the fun thing. They, they drink wine. Why not complain, 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 plain. Complainers and whiners complain. Maybe planes are involved in some way. I wouldn't put it past me. Maybe, maybe, maybe they end up buying a plane. Huh. So they get together, they complain, and then they end up getting to the idea of going, "Oh, how do we move past this?" And then you start seeing these people who are unwell because of all the complaining. They're carrying this around with them wherever they went throughout their days. Because maybe we would see pieces of these people's lives as they left the club and then rah, 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 right? just keep perpetuating it, perpetuating it, perpetuating it, growing up stories, basically getting gathering stories of what they went through and uh, 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 as they argued with people and standing in grocery lines, waiting for a taxi, uh, sitting at the bus stop, all these different places, at the deli counter, all these different places, on the rooftop, swimming pool, just yelling and yelling and yelling. Maybe that's what happens is once they get into that argumentative mode, it becomes that kind of thing. And it's just gibberish. That's all. That'd be a cool sound effect. And then when they're done complaining, then, you know, it's back to regular talking. So eventually they get to the point where they, they solve these things and then they start going, okay, what are your dreams? Because they, they've, they've learned what it's like to just be ugly in front of each other. So now now they can just be crazy and wacky and they've, they've, you know, they're not afraid of anything because they've said the worst things ever to each other. <laughs> they've gotten used to that. So, uh, but yeah, they rose above. They decided to elevate the consciousness of this utopian society. 
make it easy going, easy flowing. Village raises a child, child raises a village, etc., etc., so forth. Which comes first, chicken or the egg, yada, 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 words, words, words. And they start encouraging the great aspects of each other. Some guy's a painter, someone's a, a landscapist, another person does uh, amazing backflips in the swimming pools. And then everyone's like, dude, you gotta be a part of some kind of like daredevil, daredevil pool, daredevil high dive, ooh, darede- daredevil high diving uh, club or something. You gotta be part of like the daredevil high divers. <laughs> It's a part of the movie, the Daredevil High Divers. You know, that's an aspect of it. That's that guy. He follows his dream. So let's talk video games. 1980s favorites. Tron, 1982. War Games, 83. Nightmares, 83. Never See, Never Again, 83. The Last Starfighter, 84, and of course, The Wizard, 89. War Games. Cyber Vision. Blade Runner. Many of you might remember in one of my past podcasts, I think within the past two of them, uh, the last podcast had John Hudson talking about his book, Dark Lady, uh, which is about the idea that Shakespeare was not who he said he was. Uh, Whoever wrote the Shakespeare books was not the Shakespeare everyone thought it was, but um, it was a woman who wrote it. Uh, and the and the actor is the guy who got all the credit for writing him, and uh, that's kind of what uh, Shakespeare in Love is is about. So, so I I did that you know I I uh, did a podcast where I read off some of the stuff that John Teeter on on uh, John T I T O R look up that guy John. T-I-T-O-R. He deletes his tweets. So I'll record, you know, some of the stuff he says. And then I'll put them up on the podcast sometimes. Just because this stuff is fascinating. Who doesn't want to talk to Time Traveler? So I put up the link to him. I said, hey, I mentioned you in this episode, you know, some of your tweets about Shakespeare. And then his reply was, wow, you actually listened to me. Ask me about any mystery. And I said... Oh, he goes, while you actually listen to me, ask me about any mystery. And then he goes, John Hudson is an expert on Shakespeare, and he has written a book called Shakespeare's Dark Lady. I said, uh, I said, yes, of course, your insight is fascinating. Now, if only you'd keep those tweets up instead of deleting them. There's remarkable information in them. I wish more folks had the opportunity to read. He replied, John Teeter replied, I'm not allowed to keep a journal. I must scrub to preserve history. I asked him another question. 
When you time travel, how does that affect the silver cord attached to your lifeline? Does it stretch? Is it merely a parallel version of the silver cord you once had? He replies, the silver cord of astral travel has a physical manifestation. Since you haven't discovered the space-time gravity connection yet, the silver cord of astral travel has a physical manifestation, but since you haven't discovered the space-time gravity connection yet, space-time gravity connection yet, the gravity, the gravity, the connection between the gravity and astral travel. So maybe since it's you don't experience gravity with astral travel, you know, nothing changes. You're still connected. Huh. Interesting. That's my theory. Huh? Uh, mother question was, what's the most interesting invention you know already exists in the future and are patiently waiting to finally be invented in this current lifetime. He says, I miss my holograms and droids. I asked another question. Why are there so many abundant UFO sightings in Turkey? I asked. He says, I don't know. Turkey is an important first century historical place. Men, many early churches. I asked him, have you used a looking glass to see into possible future events? Where are all of the looking glasses located? He just answered, yes, it's called a chronovision. I said, have you ever gone through the gateway experience at the Monroe Institute? He said, nope. I said, are you in contact with your younger self? He replied, I'm not. I have seen him. He works for Eyes View Media. Now, why would John Teeter... Why would he offer that to me? That his younger self currently works for Eyes View Media. If you go to johnteeter.com, you can look through the archives. You can learn a lot more about this jet, this this time traveler, so to speak. There's also a great documentary out there uh, about time travel that was done semi-recently. It uh, has his name, Ronald Mallet, Mallet, M-A-L-L-E-T. He's, he's in it. Um... So it was a guy who was building his own version, his own replica of the time machine that was in the uh, the old movie. So John Teeter, so okay, so let me give you a little flashback here. John Teeter, back in his back back in those early posts, he was talking about how his younger self was living in Celebration, Florida with his parents. So this is basically the timeline, you know, that, that he is being born 
to then, you know, become what his future self is. Now, the whole thing was, was that he was supposed to have gone back to 2036 in uh, 2000. We're actually 2001. It was like May 2001. So he apparently hopped on to the forums, time travel forums, in like November 2000. And then he disappeared in May 2001. And so he was saying that the, his younger self knows of him as Uncle, Uncle John. So I don't know why this guy, if he's a time traveler, why he would offer up his younger self's, you know, a possibility that I could even reach this guy. Okay, Eyes View Media. We're going to look up Eyes View Media right now. View Media. Wait a second. Are these the guys that... Dude, no way. Is this going to be that little documentary that these guys did? Is it those guys? These guys did a series of, it is these guys, isn't it? Is it these guys? It is these guys. Okay, so a while ago, these Eyes View Media guys, they did a little investigation into John Teeter. Here it is. Here it is. Where is John Teeter web series? Okay, so if you go to YouTube, where is if you look up, where is John Teeter web series... Okay, I remember seeing this a while ago. So this is interesting. So if you look through this web series, you see that they get, they end up going down the rabbit hole and trying to f- put stuff together. And it, it always had this weird suspiciousness about it. Um, had a sus- sus- suspiciousness about it. It should I explain it there there's a different vibe that comes from someone who's actually like brand new coming across the situation unless they're really good actors um there's a there's a difference that you feel between like you can like I can watch a um I can watch something and 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 really realize like and and quickly whether it's a found footage whether someone whether it's actual home footage or whether someone's trying to put out a home home footage movie uh point of view kind of Blair Witch uh Cloverfield kind of thing there's just a different behavior that happens and these guys it it was kind of suspicious it's a fun series don't get me wrong 
but I find it I find it's interesting that here John Teeter says so when I say are you in contact with your younger self he goes I'm not I have seen him he works for Eyes View Media here let's this is what I'll do I'll play the beginning of this thing so you can hear it. Driving down to Kissimmee, Florida. Why are we driving to Kissimmee, Florida, Clay? We're blasting through time to debunk the time traveler. Uh, no, we saw this video of this guy of who, well, there is a real guy or there is a guy who is a time traveler named John Teeter. This other guy named Rasmus or the host hunter says this guy is fake and his address is down in Kissimmee, Florida. And we're in Orlando, so that's like 15 minutes down the way. And we are going to this P.O. box to see if this definitive proof is, in fact, definitive proof. And we have cameras, and we're bored. I was just kind of shocked when you when you showed me that that you know that this thing said it was in Kissimmee. Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> like, what business would a time traveler have that spend all of his time in Kissimmee, Florida? He's plus sixty-five and retired. That's right. Okay, so apparently. So there are basically three or four guys who are part of this thing here. Uh, so now, obviously, the name John Teeter could completely be an alias. And if his younger, and if that's the case, then his younger self is not named John. It's got a different name, or maybe he changed his name to John Teeter, but he had a different name. Uh, so if he says his younger self works for Eyes Eyes View Media. His younger self evidently is one of those guys. So I go, are you in contact with your younger self? On Twitter, he goes, I'm not. I've seen him. He works for Eyes View Media. Well, guess what? This is my reply to him right now. Your younger self is one of these guys searching for John Teeter, the time traveler. Talk about a snake eating its own tail. Bam, there's the playlist. What do you say to that, John? I'll come back to you, uh, dear listeners, with his response to that. Okay, so now here's here's my other question to him. This was my other question to him. Uh, what are your past future lives as his answer was I believe in that I just don't know all right well I wonder if eyes view media has there where they go they got a Quite a conundrum, ladies and gentlemen. Quite a conundrum we got here. Quite a conundrum. Uh oh, that's the sound of my potatoes. Must have ran out of water. See, I can, doing podcasts can become addictive, as you well know. I've, I've, um. Once you get into the groove, it's hard to stop. 
Once you stop, just like anything, it's hard to get back into the groove again because you sat for so long. I basically sat for like a month. No, I don't want to say I sat, but I didn't create episodes. I recorded. I recorded, but I did not create episodes, so to speak, until uh, a little bit ago. Uh, probably for two months. A uh, month and a half. month and nine. Uh, who cares? Who cares? Here we are now. Here we are now. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions for me, by the way, you're listening to Inspirato Projecto podcast. I'm going to, yeah, if you got any questions, please email me. Email me at inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. If you got answers, email me at inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. If you have sounds, if you got any sort of audio, you guys, I discovered that there are lots of folks out there living in all these different countries. So, so the other day I pointed out Manchester, Jamaica. I'm going to go through right now and I'm going to pick out, I noticed that besides America, the next biggest place um, is France. And let's see, let's go right in here. Anchor. I'm going to zero in. I'm going to hone in on the exact towns that are listening to this podcast. Because you guys, I'm astonished. I'm astonished. These new analytics here on uh, Anchor. If you don't have a podcast on Anchor and you're a creative person, I don't know what the heck you're waiting for. If you do, if you've ever wanted to do voiceover, if you've ever liked doing crazy voices, if you've ever uh, uh, just had a lot of stuff on your mind and you got no one to talk to, uh, and you just can't afford a therapist, you know, turn your future self into your therapist. That's what I do. That's what this podcast is all about. Um, so the, the analytics here for Anchor, Anchor.fm. So I'm going to go through each of these regions. So right here in France, you guys, if you're listening to me right now. You know, let me know that you heard me shout out your town. Because even if you only listen to one episode or a portion of an episode, like, that just blows my mind. I'm blown away. Um, email me, inspiratoprojecto, inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. You can also call the hotline, 561-203-9179. Send them in, please. I'll play you on the. I'll play you on my podcast. So then you, let's say you, someone you from from France, you send me something. Now this goes on the podcast, and then the person out in Iceland, the people who are out in Iceland who are listening, bam! Now they get to hear you. How cool is that? I'm sharing you with these other people who are now, you know. Then it inspires them to share themselves, and bam, 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 bam just becomes this crazy kaleidoscope. So here we go. We're gonna go through these cities in France. Roubaix, Roubaix, R-O-U-B-A-I-X, Warendin, Hayane, Le 
how Berlin Paris Fontenay-sous-Bois Romainville Vierre Vierge sur Marne Pignon Euse Condé Northern Northern Condé Northern Salamon Pont du Casse Bouchemaine Bouchemaine Those are the places in France that are listening right now. That's that's second to the United States. Here's another one. I'm going to go all the way to the bottom list. I'm, I'm going to pick one of these. I'm going to pick one of these towns. Okay, the one that with the least amount of listeners. We're going to learn something about this town with the least amount of listeners. Bouchemaine. Bouchemaine. Here we go. We're going to learn something about Bouchemaine. This is going to be great. This is good. This is for those of you traveling to France. This is something that you might want to know. Um, tell me, tell me, tell me about it. Uh, history. Bouchemaine, France, history. All right, here we go. It's situated in the Maine et Loire department and Pays de la Loire region, and then western center of France at seven kilometers from Angers, the department capital. General information, Bouchemaine, Bouchemaine, is 271 kilometers from Paris. Popular places to visit nearby include Pacalypse Tapestry at 6 kilometers and Chateau d'Angers, d'Angers at 6 kilometers. For more places to visit and local tourist attractions, uh, ooh, there's some really interesting looking castles here. The Apocalypse Tapestry. interesting uh, while a medieval tapestry might not be your preferred attraction when you visit France the size quality and subject matter of the apocalypse tapestry make it fascinating for visitors of all ages Chateau Dangers let's check it out where's this Chateau Chateau is Dangers is a, cal- a castle in the city of Angers in the Maine et Loire Department of Western Loire. The castle is on a rocky ledge above the main river and a site that has been occupied since prehistoric times. It's been occupied since then because of its historically important strategic location and is listed as a French national monument. 
before you enter the castle. You might like to walk around the outside of the walls. This will enable you to see the side of the castle that is near the river and is along a cliff edge rather than surrounded by a moat. The towers were originally 10 meters taller and each had a conical roof so it would have presented a very impressive sight. Oh, here we go. It uh, dates back as far as the 9th century when it was built by the Counts of Anjou to defend themselves from the Normans. Major works and reconstruction were carried out. Uh, in the 14th century, the castle became the residence of the Dukes of a region. Hence, the castle is also called the Castle of the Anjou Dukes. Additions to the castle included the chapel that was constructed to hold a fragment of the True Cross. It was during this epoch in the 14th 15th centuries that the Chateau d'Angers, d'Angers, Chateau d'Anger was a ma major center for local lords and royal visitors. Hmm. So there we go. There are more things. There's a windmill. So if you live out here, I, are you, I mean, how close are you to that castle? If you live out here in this area. Do you, do you work here? Bouchemin Tourism. Do you play my podcasts while you're working at the uh, castle? Maybe you're the groundskeeper. Maybe you live there. There's more here. It's bigger than just this castle. A lot of different chateaus out here. So do you live in one of these chateaus out here? Fontevrail Abbey, Perse sur Salte, Solesmes, Chateau de Salmur, Salmur, Bauge, Abigny sur Léon, Chateau Plessis, Beurre, Chateau de Brissac, Angers. So interesting. Wow. So we just took a we just took a little trip through France. How cool is that? How cool is that? All right, uh, we will we'll be back with uh, with more information later. Who knows what kind of information that'll be? But it's bound to be something very exciting. Uh, hello, uh, this is Eddie Vetter, and. Um, I've been uh, commissioned, uh, flown out uh, from Evanston, Illinois, to uh, perform this, uh, you know, you guys, you, you didn't give me any lyrics here. I'm, I don't know what I'm supposed to be singing. It's all right, it's all right. Just just go ahead and uh, 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 improvise it. You want me to improvise this? Yeah, 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 that's right, just improvise it. All right, well, okay, here we go. Uh, so they, as uh, instructed, I, I uh, happen to have my my uh, ukulele here. So <clears throat> here we go. Uh, they promised me this uh, would be fast and uh, easy and simple, so uh, here, here we go. <clears throat> Have you got a poem 
be sitting at home Where are you listening? Where are you standing? Or where are you sitting? Did you know there's a phone number you can call and leave a message on? It's Inspirado Projecto. Leave surreality on there if you feel like it. I'm not gonna force you to do it Oh Inspirado Projecto Leave a message If you feel like it Maybe it's a dream Maybe it's a paranormal happening Maybe it's some revelation Did you notice precipitation? Well, it's all up to you You're the main star of this show I bet you didn't know I bet you didn't know That you're the main star of the show Of Inspirado Projecto Call the number Five, six, one, two, zero, three, nine, one, seven, nine, and they'll play it on this uh, show. Right, is that good? Uh, can I? Can I go now? I got a cup. I got a Cubs game to uh, to catch. <laughs>